Now, we have had some great guests on the show today, and our next guest is no exception. He is all the way from Europe, and he has been touring the world with his possibility management workshop. His name is Clinton Callahan, and he is joining us in the studio this morning. He's also brought in a couple of friends with him, so they are all in the studio with us right now. It is with great pleasure to welcome to the show Clinton Callahan, good morning. Good morning, Wendy. It's a great day to be here. Thank you for having um having us. Thank you for You're coming. Welcome. <laughs> I'm glad to welcome you to the studio today. <laughs> it's lovely. So, Clinton, possibility management. What are you doing? What is it all about? Long ago, in a galaxy far, far away, I realized that I wasn't learning what I was supposed to learn in college. I went there and I sat down at the desk and the lady looked at me and said, what would you like to to learn about, young man? And I, that's the first time anybody asked me that question. And so I cut loose and I said, I'd like to learn about magic and transformation and healing and, and paraphysics and metaphysics. And she goes, hold on right there. We have a, a list and, and physics is on the list. So I signed up for physics, and for after four years of studying physics, I realized I wasn't really learning what I wanted to learn. And so I started a little group on Thursday nights that we would meet, and a bunch of people came together in the name of trying to learn what we really wanted to learn, and we ended up doing experiments with each other, and it wasn't drug, sex, and rock and roll. It was edge work. It was transformation. It was learning what we didn't learn about, knowing, discovering what we didn't know that we didn't know about, and we ended up being able to figure out ways to take authority and take our, our take responsibility for things that we never knew we could take responsibility for. And since then, which was way back in 1975, it has been a wild and amazing adventure since then. Because what people might not be aware is that this has been, this holistic self-development has been happening in Europe for over 40 years. This is true. So why are we so far behind on this side of the planet? I think there's this, there's this idea about taking responsibility for the decisions that we make. And so, you know, we're either conscious or unconscious about the decisions that we make. And it turns out that that's also true with groups. So groups also are either conscious or unconscious about the decisions that they make. And I think that without diving into taking your authority back, we end up making unconscious decisions for our lives and also unconscious decisions for our community, for, our, for what we're doing as a group. And it, it takes some kind of a wake-up call to, to come to like, getting the grips on that and say, hey, you know, I'd actually like something different from this. And that's the, that's the theme of our work here is about being able to create the community that your heart knows is possible. Okay, so this is fantastic and it would be amazing to see this all across the world and it just be our way of life that we live. Why are we needing to get to a point where we're living a life where we might follow mainstream, where we might uh, follow what is expected or taught of us? Why is it then taking us to maybe hitting our 30s, 40s, 50s, whatever age it happens for us to have that awakening, as some people like to say it, or to start going against maybe what they have been taught? Why is it taking, why is this not just a part of everyday life from the minute we're born? You have to understand that the school system was designed in the 1800s for preparing young people to be in the military. 
essentially. And so our our authority has been systematically and methodically taken away from us. Our imagination has been cut off. Our ability to feel has been cut off. Our ability to perceive under our own auspices has been cut off. And to get that back, there's a long history of, of the necessity, uh, the survival necessity of conforming to the unconscious mass because if you remember back in the history books there were these things called witch burnings and um, the inquisitions which in fact lasted 700 years Mm -hmm. and that's like 30 generations of moms telling their kids the first important thing you have to watch out for is what do the neighbors think (laughs) or you get killed Mm -hmm. so this is a very deep impulse in us to to liberate ourselves from takes something something extraordinary and unfortunately we have a shock coming our way it's called global warming or climate change and the um this shock is going to destroy the status quo which on the one hand the status quo is the most difficult thing to change on the other hand if we change the status quo will we still have time to recover and create something different so it's really a, a, an important time right now for people to take a stand for what's deep inside of them for what they really want because because you won't get killed for it now but mm. our bodies in our in our nervous system we think we will but it and i think a lot of young people today have this realization that it's time now to do something very different and to take the risk and to step out and voice our opinions and create new community mm. So all these years ago, when you, of course, originally from America, but been living in Europe for many years, what was it about when you were in Europe that you went, yay, I'm going to set up a workshop and I'm going to tour the world with it and I'm going to mm. try and teach people and show them? What it was, it was, it was being outside of, of my birth culture. Because I was born in America, and just like everyone else, I went to school, and I was really uh, the pressure there was to to conform to the whole uh, the whole milieu of of thought forms of of thoughtware and belief systems and reactions and the whole thing like that. But then I went traveling, and when I ended up living in Europe, I, it turned out that when I would go in through these kind of a rapid learning state in a liquid state, a transformational state, I didn't have to come back into being an American anymore. And at the same time, I couldn't come back to being, for example, a German where I was living at the time. So I got to be able to turn into more being myself. And so I highly recommend people to do do some travel, to get outside of your local area. If you think about this thought world map, the thought map of the flat world, the, th- the way we used to think of the world as being flat. Mm. The idea there is if you sail away from known territory, you fall off the edge of the world and you <laughs> die. Well, if you think about Europe, there are countries that are butted right up next to each other, Belgium and France and Germany. And there's no great barrier between them. You can walk between <laughs> them, but the cultures are so different. The languages, mm. the food, mm. the way they build machinery, the way they dance and celebrate and everything is really different. And the only thing that separated them was this thought map of the flat world map of the mm. world, that if you go away from known territory, you will fall off and die. <laughs> so to actually leave more than... 15, 30 kilometers away from your home, that was outrageously revolutionary. And we can do that now. And when you do that, it's so amazing to find out that, there's, that the cultural differences and the language differences 
are are so entertaining, are so mm-hmm. enlightening that that it reflects back on the question: Well, do I really have to do things the way my parents did it? Do I have to do things the way my neighbors did it? Actually, no. And that is an amazing realization. It is incredible. So you have been on this tour, and you've been going around the world sharing this. People around Nelson, Tasman and Golden Bay, what can they expect if they want to come along to your workshop that you're running this week? Even though I've just been here for a few hours, I've got the sense that Golden Bay and and this part of New Zealand is a a pack of of secret revolutionaries. And I think the people (laughs) here are already edge workers and they're already designing new cultures to live in. And I think what they would expect it would be an empowerment, an enablement, some some languages and some inner experiences that would strengthen and stabilize their ability to stand in what their heart truly desires to create. And so this, on uh, Thursday night, we have a a two-hour talk about that down at the Riverside Community Center. And then on Friday, we have a, a full day workshop at the Kalinga Hall. And so, and it's, they're both titled the same, Creating the Community Your Heart Knows is Possible. And so that, what the, it's exactly what you're going to get. You're going to get instructions for how to build and stabilize a new game world. Mm-hmm. So what I mean by game world is that we interact with each other using uh, this set of agreements for interacting. So mm-hmm. if, you, if you go to the post office, there's this, uh, you have to stand in line and when you get up there, you have to pay with money and then they take your package and deliver it somewhere. If you go to the grocery store, you get a cart, you put stuff in it, you go back and then you have to pay with money again. So we have to be in the money game world to play in the post office game world or the grocery store game world. If you want to drive a car, mm-hmm. you have to get a driver's license and have insurance and know something about when to change the oil. Mm-hmm. And then you can drive the car and if you don't if you don't follow the rules of the game world, the police stop you and pull you mm-hmm. over and... It's very strange here. We drive on the left side of the road <laughs> here. And, and back in Europe, we're driving on the right side of the road, which could be a very big wake-up call. <laughs> and so, But it's about the game world that you want to build that will really let your soul sing and let your heart shine and let, your, let you do the kinds of creations together. I mean, imagine in Takaka taking the main road out and making the main road of cars go around and having the whole middle of Takaka be a park, like a walking zone, where every one of these wonderful shops and stores, you can walk in the street without having to get run over by a car and your kids could have free space to run around with each other and play while you're having one of these amazing cups of coffee here in town. So, I mean, there's there's really a lot of possibility when people cut loose and get um, start talking to each other about what they really would like to have. Mm. How do you feel having spent the, your time traveling the world and speaking to people and imparting your knowledge and wisdom with them? How do you feel people have received this? There, of course, are going to be people that are already there with you, already feeling and thinking along the same lines as you. Uh, for example, why I'm getting at this is we have a very diverse community here in Golden Bay, and people have very strong opinions and beliefs about however they've been raised or uh, just their general feelings on life. How in such, and this is not just Golden Bay, this is the whole world over, such a diverse range of people. So how has it been received around the world and how do you see it um, 
getting to a point where people really understand and want to come together. Mm. Yeah, the, the bigger picture is from ecology. And from ecology, you understand that diversity leads to stability. So if you have a monoculture of trees, it's so susceptible to disease from, from bugs or from fire, for example. And the same is true in the social environment, that you need this diversity of points of view and opinions to get the, hue, the, the group intelligence that's needed to make wise decisions as a group. And so it isn't like, well, all the, all the right-wingers or all the left-wingers or all the middle-wingers are going to be right. It doesn't work that way. We need the intelligence of the whole field to make wise decisions, and we need to make some really wise decisions very soon about what's going on. So, so of course, with anything new, you have the early adopters, of the people who recognize they've been hungry for something really new really quickly, and so they jump in kind of early on, and that, of course, freaks out the people who would drag their feet and and then when they're freaking out and the other people are having a great time, it turns out that after a little while, the 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 if it's really working, if if what we're offering is really working, the people who are the early adopters do have a great time, and things go easier or things go more powerfully. Or things the the parties are better and the communications better and the sex is better and the. And the love is better, and the relationships are better, and all of a sudden, the other people go, "Well, how did you do that? Like, how does that happen? Like, how can I get some of that?" And then slowly, they kind of start learning about this stuff themselves, and it's just things that we didn't know that we didn't know about, mm-hmm. and it's so available. I, like, we've been using thoughtware that's been passed down from generation to generation for thousands of years, and how often do you upgrade the computer software on your computer? You know, pretty often. And so the human beings can also upgrade the way that we think about things. And it's, it's just been my job and our, and our group, our team's job, to explore that and check it out. We've made mistakes. You know, it doesn't always work. And, but we're kind of resilient now, and it, we're experimenters. And so we've been trying out a lot of stuff for the last decades, and it's now time to share what we've been learning mm-hmm. with as many people as we can. So we have books and websites we have amazing websites up called possibilitymanagement.org, or we have an amazing website called called spaceport.strikingly.com, which is a whole stream of a hundred websites, each one accessing a, a part of the of the experiments that people can do. We love doing experiments, so we want to share our enthusiasm for experimenting with other people, and it just makes for a fun day. It sounds incredible. Is there anything else before we wrap up that you would like to share with our listeners? Well, I would like people to take more trust in their inner impulses about what what's possible for themselves. Because, you know, there's TV or there's there's the newspaper and then there's the gossip, you know, from around the neighborhood. And there's pretty much life as usual. But I think we're desiring deep inside of ourselves something much more than that. And I just want to empower people to, to trust that a little more in themselves and then to get and to share it with other people because somebody has to go first, right? Somebody has to say, you know, why do we have to do it that way? I, I would like to try something different and I would really like people to take a take a like a radical trust in your own impulses for what to try next because we need that now. And we need it from each other to kind of encourage each other to do the same kinds of things. So I would really love people to you know, listen to Wendy's show and go for it. 
Clinton, thank you. So, and can you please let people know again where you're going to be this week in Golden Bay? So Thursday evening at from 7 to 9 p.m., we're going to be at Riverside Community, and it's a two-hour talk called Create the Community Your Heart Knows is Possible. And, and on Friday, we have a whole day workshop from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m., and that's at Kalinga Hall. And it's, it's, t- it's taking the, the ideas that we talked about on Friday night and, and bringing them out into, into the uh, practical expression. You know, actually, we'll do exercises. We'll, we'll practice the new skills. And if you want to, uh, we have some information at possibilitymanagement.nz. It has a whole schedule of our events in New Zealand the whole time we're here. So possibilitymanagement.nz. And that's where you can find out how to register for things and get more information. Thank you. And thank you to your lovely ladies that have came in with you as well this morning. Thank you for your time. And thank you, Iris, for organizing this and arranging it with me yesterday. Thank you. Um, It's been lovely to have you on the show. And uh, I hope that people here in New Zealand are receptive to what you are, the message that you are spreading around the world. I think it's catching on like wildfire. (laughs) Excuse the pun. (laughs) Clinton, thank you very much for being on Fresh FM with us this morning. Thanks, Wendy. Thank you. That was Clinton Callahan with the Possibility Management Workshop, and you can go along this week in Golden Bay. It sounds like it will be really interesting. And we already have many people living here in Golden Bay that are very much in tune and aligned with what Clinton is sharing with the world. So if you'd like to know more or if you're just starting to uh, find out about this side of life, head along and um, it never hurts to know more and learn more. So find out a little bit more about that.